naked. Shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Eddie Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. the show. I want to say hello. Hello, Adrian. How are you? Um, hi to everybody who's tuning in today. Uh, I'm Iggy Garcia, and this is my personal live podcast. This is episode 57, The Movie in Our Minds. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, for those of you who are not familiar with uh, this show, this show is broadcasted through Lock Talk Radio, and it's broadcasted through... Um, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Hello. Um, broadcast through with Insights Radio, those networks. So we're here live, and we're going to attempt to do a show here. A little swig of water because I'm a little parched, parched there. Well, today we're going to light a candle. That's kind of what we do. We always remember our ancestors, remember those who, who have transitioned, those who have left, those who have moved on in the world, and those who are waiting for us on the other side. So... This is what we're going to do with this candle. So for those of you, Monday is usually a day of remembrance in my culture and my tradition. So we light a candle for Mama Rosa, my grandmother, my ancestors, my people have left before us. So this candle will burn throughout the show and we remember them and give thanks to them for all, all the knowledge they've shared with us and all the knowledge that they've passed along. And hopefully we can pass on that knowledge that our parents share with us. So this is to you guys. I give honor and tribute to you and remember you and never forget you um, because when the last person forgets, we all disappear. So let's not forget. Let's keep sharing that tradition. So put this candle over here and let's get started. <clears throat> well, just want to say hi to everybody who's listening and tuning into the show. Let me double check my feeds here. The chat room is open. Okay, everything's well here. So the call-in number is 646-595-3440 for those of you who want to call into the show. Uh, I want to say hello to Rosa. How are you there? Good to see you. I'm glad you could stop in and hope you can stay with us. So we're doing the show today because I wanted to be able to talk to you a little bit about uh, what goes on in our heads, what, what goes on. But, um, but before I start, I just want to talk a little bit about our weekend. Our weekend was pretty powerful. <clears throat> Pretty uh, pretty exciting. Hung out with my friends and we kind of went drumming down by uh, let's see, just kind of outside of uh, oh, is that West Virginia area, something like that. I forget, but either way, we were in Bethel, I think Bethel County or Bethel House. I don't know. I just went and I had a good time. I had fun. <coughs> so we hung out with the Southern Tribe and we we drummed. We had a good time. I was there with Adriana and Mary. We went down there and just kind of hung out and. And um, just raising the vibration a little bit. So today I wanted to share a little bit about um, just just what what goes on in that little head of ours. Sometimes we we create these scenarios, we create these these emotional charges and things that we call um, triggers, and these things that we call uh, memories, these things that we call you know experiences, these things that we call hey you know whatever you want to label it, but. We create these little these little um, pockets of memories, and we we put them into these 
big reels and we, we file them into different categories. And then we create these more movies and we create these movies from the experiences we had, either traumatic or the things that were, excuse me, very powerful in our lives, things that are very good to us. And this is how we gauge people. This is how we learn to uh, navigate life. We need to navigate life through the, these memories and all these these things that we have in our filing cabinets. And, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, majority of the time it works, but there's those occasions that it doesn't. You know, just because you had a bad experience with somebody or some things or someone's or something looks like something, it doesn't mean that it's like that. It doesn't mean that that's the way it is. But we tend to, you know, fall into old habits and old patterns, and those patterns sometimes serve us, and sometimes they don't. I know there are situations in my life where I looked at something a certain way, and I judged it by the movie that I created of how that event played out in my life. And I tried to take it into this next um, incarnation, this next visit, and it doesn't always fit. Majority of the time, it doesn't fit at all. It's completely two different situations, two different scenarios. But that's how we learn. That's how we get into the space, and that's how we get into the place, and that's how we get into that energy to try to understand what's happening. Because it's so easy for us to uh, judge people that we don't know because <clears throat> we, we pick up energetic vibes or energies, but that doesn't mean it's always right. It doesn't always mean it's correct. And when, when we don't allow people to come into our space, you know, what I'm going to say here is into our space to learn about them. And they've, and I'm not saying they're coming into your space in a very radical way. They're just, you know, you meet people and that's kind of how you do. We have to be on guard. We have to create boundaries and I get that. But we also have to create also the possibility that maybe we're wrong, that maybe we're not correct in our judgment. And a lot of the times it's 50-50 because it could be a good call, a bad call. I've been in situations where I've had, I've met good people who actually were really bad. They would look good from the outside. They smelled good, tasted good, everything. But you know what? They weren't really that way. They, it, it was a facade. It was a very well-hidden facade, something that someone did. But I've also seen people who have been very um, looked down upon and not really had a lot of confidence. And they just needed somebody to just kind of get them out of their shell. You know, someone who's been, you know, who's been hurt sometimes presents themselves in a way that... Um, isn't always necessarily the way it looks. There are people who don't talk. There are people who talk. <laughs> and there are people who are very shy. You know, just because you're shy doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Remember, we've, we've created these, these scenarios in our minds, okay? And as we create these scenarios in our minds, we create all this stuff that's happening. We start to create this movie of our life. Our life is, you know, every single person who's on here on this, on this chat, all of you, personally could could write a book you know you could write a short story poems anything just by the sheer experiences that you have had in your life just the sheer you know uh things that had just affected you and how they changed you what's up cash good to see you and um the thing is you know we, we have to know if these movies serve us now there's a time that these these movies that we create in our minds and these scenarios and these things that we create do serve us and from time to time, we pull them out. But there's also a time to edit the movie. There's also a time to take that movie and maybe change some parts in it. It's kind of like rewriting your story. Like when we, we do the healing, healing journal, healing, when we're doing that, when we're rewriting our story about how we 
perceive the traumas that we had. Sometimes the traumas that we have aren't necessarily, um, how would you say, they were bad in the moment, but they served us in the future for other things to prepare us and get us ready. Okay. Now, when certain things happen to us over and over and over and there's a pattern, that's when we have to go back to our movie, go back to our journal, go back to, you know, what we're thinking about, what we recorded. That's why it's so important, so powerful. If you ever have a chance to um, record yourself or writing a journal and sharing, if you go back and you read those things, I was like over the weekend, I was looking at my um, my old uh, videos that I did, you know, about what, years ago. And it's kind of cool to go back and see the, the, the mechanics and how it began and how it started and how it was, how it evolved and how it devolved too as well. Because sometimes I wish I would just be a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit more disciplined in that fact. But sometimes it doesn't serve me to be that disciplined. Well, today we're going to, it's just not, but it, you go back and I went back and I looked and I go, that was, that was really an instructional video. I don't know if that was really a show. That was more like, um, you know, turn it on and learn something and then turn it off. And then you can go back to it. I, I try to make our, my podcast a little more interactive. People are allowed to share. People talk. So it's pretty cool. I like when people share and talk. I like when people call in on the show or when they ask questions online. Because it's very powerful and very important. Very super important to uh, be able to share what's, what's on your heart. So for most of those who know me kind of personal, personally, they know that I quote a lot of movies. Uh, I use a lot of movie quotes. I use a lot of uh, scenarios from movies, and I try to apply them to my life <clears throat> situations and stuff. Because, you know, life, you know, art imitates life. You know, that's where movies come from. Because this is somebody's story, someone's parts and stuff. So when, when, I, when I look at something and I, and I go into that movie state of mind, Okay, which I like to do a lot, actually, because it's a best. It's a good way for me to express what I'm feeling inside. I'm, you know, not one of those people who actually, you know, are able to articulate personally, you know, through words. I don't have that big vocabulary. I'm not that wordsmith who creates these big, huge words that no, the half people can't understand what they're saying. I just try to speak as plain as possible, easy as possible. I have friends who overwrite people and write too much, and you know, sometimes you can't follow that. You can't, we have to be able to speak to people at their level, speak to people at their, you know, in their, where they're sitting, where they're at. Now, if you go to college, of course, things are going to be big and the words going to be bigger. But I think it's also, it's always necessary to t- talk to people and talk to them down, talk, you know, with these big, huge, humongous words. Yeah, you can go look it up in the dictionary, but if you really want to, you know, that time because you know we 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 live constantly with 
stimulating. We're being stimulated constantly. Every single day, boom, 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 boom. Movies, commercials, TVs, Netflix. You know, I'm I'm not really, I'm not really a big, uh, I'm not really a big TV guy. I mean, I don't really get into just laying and watching movies all the time. From time to time, I do, but that's just me. I get into these 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 what do you call them marathons sometimes where I just want to watch. That's all I want to do. But it's very, 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 very rare. Very rare. Right now, I'm in a place in my personal life where I just really want to connect with everybody and anything and learn and be able to say, hey, you know what? I really want to learn from this person. I really want to teach what's in my heart. Uh, it's been a while since the time. Now I've gone back on the circuit to teach again. And, you know, I love it. I really enjoy it and love it. And I ask Spirit to align me with people who are doing the similar work. And that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to reconnect with certain people. Now, there was a time in my life where I felt like I was missing out on things. Like I was, I remember in the restaurant when I was working in the restaurant for years, I'd see all my friends going to these uh, magic gardens and all these events and these drummings and all these things. And, you know, I would get really, you know, get a little down that I wasn't able to go to these things, even though I could put an employee to work. But that's not my, that's not really my nature to, you know, to do that unless I truly had to. And that's why I ended up creating drum circles in my restaurant for many years. But, you know, when I got there and I, and I did that and I started drumming and I started hanging out in all these different places, I was like, I didn't really miss anything. It's, it wasn't any different than me just doing a drum circle in my house, except the players are different. The snares are a little bit different, but the vibration, the energy, but the, the difference was that I was there and I got to experience it. So that was the difference that I was actually there to experience and share my love with that particular group. I think I'm in a place where now I don't feel I have to have that so much anymore, that I have to be going to all of these events because actually I create these events. I do events like this too. So not never really truly missed out. I just thought I was, um, but, but that's how we learn. That's how we learn. And that's how we great. We make our movies and we edit our movies in our lives and that's what, I, what I've been doing. I've been kind of editing my, my movies. My movies have played a little bit wrong in my mind. They haven't really been is the way I thought. So like any movie, you can create different types of endings, different types of beginnings, different types of middle parts. You can add different characters. You can add different um, scenarios and places. So that's kind of what I'm doing now. I'm trying to rewrite uh, part of my life. I'm trying to rewrite and and incorporate things that you know maybe i've been lacking and it's been working pretty good and some of it you know still in the edit room still things are still being edited out some things are being edited in and that's going to be a process it's uh, one of those things that just doesn't happen overnight slowly but surely it does so i'm pretty excited about the possibilities and the things we do now since you know art imitates you know nature and imitates reality I, I like movies. <clears throat> I like movies to use as um, examples. I really do because I find that you'll find that other people also have, you know, connections with movies. There are people who can quote movies. I can't quote necessarily very many movies. My friend David and Todd are just like, you wonder if that's all they do all day. <laughs> but, you know, they, they can quote movies. They know. And there's, there's probably a lot of you who can actually quote movies. I'm not necessarily one of those people. But I can remember scenes and certain scenes like 
pop into my head, kind of like in my life. You know, I'll remember something, and I'll go, there's this one time in this one movie where these guys, and they did this, and they did that, and it reminded me of my life. You know, it reminded me of something that I did. And so my friends who hang around me, my family who hangs around me, they know that I'm like that. Now, some people will think it's funny. Maybe they think it's stupid. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. I don't care. But that's how I relate. That's how I associate. That's how I associate things in order to, you know, teach a point, teach something <clears throat> to move. For example, like like the Lord of the Rings, there's a scene where the trees are actually alive and they and they can walk. You know, I am a big tree proponent. I love trees. I work with trees, especially in the shamanic work that I do. Trees are very powerful, very powerful energy. When I saw that in, in that movie, when the trees were alive and they were moving, even though I know that in my reality that's not necessarily real, but in that reality of that movie and that context of someone's imagination, someone who actually took time to invest and create them and bring them to life, that was real. That part's real. That part is super, super real. That is something that was in somebody's heart, somebody's, you know, creation. Now, in the work that I do, trees are a very powerful medicine. They're, they're, they're alive. They connect. They, they, they keep us alive. Without trees, we die, you know? Or we become very, very ill and sick. One of the two is going to happen. So tree medicines are powerful. So when I saw that movie in The Lord of the Rings, when those, you know, the trees came to life and they were doing things, I thought it was really cool. But in the same token, in the Lord of the Rings, they also had trees that where they were they were creating the God. I can't remember. I can't remember what they are right now. But they're the holy moly. Somebody help me out here online. What is it? The they're the creatures that they're chasing Frodo and everybody. My God, I can't remember. I just had a a little fog, memory fog. Anyhow. But they use the trees to create these creatures, which is actually the shadow aspect of these trees that are very magical and very powerful. And uh, God, that's going to bother me now all night. <laughs> what are these creatures? But anyhow, I know someone heard that, so someone help me out if you can with that because that would help me a lot to kind of get me back on track. So anyhow, the movies of our mind. So, for example, we, we created movies over the weekend in our mind we created the scenarios and we played out the things that that worked out so, you know, so I'm, still, I'm still thinking about those those creatures they were chasing Frodo not Schmeagle but the other ones the ones the, the warrior the dark warrior ones the really ugly ones God what are they called Can anybody online there anybody there well they're trolls yeah but they they have another word I forget what they're called they have a specific name though the trolls were the bigger ones. They're the, they're the real tall, big ones. Anybody watch Lord of the Rings? Online there? Because Iggy's having a, having a senior moment or something here. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, well. I guess we'll just have to keep going. But anyhow, when you, when you look at movies and when the movies break down, the characters sometimes, you know, are, they resemble us. And they have aspects of us. And they have different, um, I don't know. You can relate to the dwarfs. You can relate to the elves. You can relate to, um, what is it, the, the hobbits, you know. You can relate to uh, 
the example of the wizards, the kings, the humans, and those creatures that I can't remember their names. <laughs> I can't remember who they are anymore. God, what are they called? I'm, I'm just going to be totally frustrated here. Orcs! Yes, Becky, thank you very much, because I was having a hard time with that one. That was hard. That was really difficult. My, my computer was working really hard on that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks to Becky there online. She she helped me with that. The orcs. Yes, that's correct. The orcs. Now, I'll, I'll never forget again. Okay. But, you know, these aspects, you know, even the, the trees, they use the trees to create these orcs, okay, through incantations and spells. You know, it's kind of like our lives. You know, there, there's, there's shadow sides and aspects, aspects of us who, who we are as human beings. There are some things we don't show people. And we don't, sometimes we don't show it for a long time. We don't show it for a very long time. You know, our, our frustrations, our, our jealousies, our angers, the things that trigger us. You know, sometimes these things pop up later. And then you're going, whoa, wait a minute. What, what just happened? What's going on here? You know, and then we play in our movie, in our head, this movie that we created of this particular person's or person's. And we're going, where, where, rewind, go back. I don't remember seeing that. And then you're going, interesting. Do I have do I add that to the movie script? Do I add that to my life? What do I do? How do I incorporate that? Sometimes we find ourselves in these situations. And some of us create these movies from actual movies that we've seen, and some of us create these through movies that we create in our own mind. Okay, our mind is super powerful. This this thing inside of here and underneath the skull and this head, this big head of mine. You know, that brain that's in there and the things that happen inside that that little mass of, of stuff that's in there, okay, has never seen light. It, doesn't, it only knows how to interpret light and what light would look like. And so it also has to interpret situations, scenarios, and stuff, and energy, and the things that it observes. And so, you know, it's one of those things that you just, I find fascinating that, that um, sometimes we, science has proven that you know quantum physics is real, and then there's also the quantum fields of, of life. We have this everywhere, and they're also talking about the holographic universe, how we are actually not necessarily here, that we are here, but not here at the same time, which can get really complicated, and it almost sounds like a sci-fi movie. But what I find is adults, you know, around my age, you know, in the 50 caliber, you know, or maybe a little bit older. Sometimes some 40s and 30-somethings. Not necessarily 30s, but I'll, I'll go with late 40s. They don't necessarily connect with everything right away. We, we're, really, we're really studious and learning, and we really want to know. But kids, I find today kids, <clears throat> when, as they're creating their stories, and I don't know where, they, where it comes from, but they just seem to know. They just seem to have an understanding of what's going on, what's happening. And, you know, and it's sometimes we can't relate to them because they're completely in a whole different realm. We're evolving. As human, human beings, we're evolving. You know, we're evolving into these new existence of who we are. You know, we're no longer, we can no longer stay where we're at. It's kind of like, you know, if you're angry, how long can you stay in anger? How long can you stay there? How long do you really, truly want to stay there? I'm not saying you have to be happy all the time and positive all the time, but how long can you stay in that? But these kids today, kids today are able to navigate and move very quickly through technology, through a spiritual emotion, through all kinds of stuff. It's really amazing to watch 
and progress, especially with my, my grandkids, watching them from afar, of course, because I don't get to really see them. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's, pretty, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing to see how they gravitate and how they are able to just pick up an iPad and know how it works versus somebody who is my age who's picked up an iPad for the first time and just having a hell of a time. Kids are going, oh, yeah, it's like this. It's almost like they already knew and they already know how to connect to it. Like it was just second nature. And I tell you, there's some things that I don't know how to do yet. I still don't know how to use certain components. Of the computer. I know just enough to get me in trouble and to turn on this phone and, and put my my bearded face online. There I am. I see myself. You know, that, that's enough trouble to get myself into. And then to record these things and then edit them and put them on the Internet and share it with the world. Share my podcast. And yeah, Jessica, you said, yes, we are if we decide to grow. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, some people have some people grow and they think they've gotten there and then they are not sure how to grow any further. And that's not their fault. Sometimes we we grow into our spaces and we grow into the places that we are. And we have to remember to keep growing and keep moving just because you get there doesn't mean you're done. It's like going to college, you get your degree. Hey, good job. Good work. You did the work. Now you got to do more work. <laughs> and then you know what? You go off, get your job. And you have to do the work again. You got to learn a whole brand new computer system. You have to learn a whole new, um, a whole new just routine. And there you are, and you're stuck there for thirty years, forty years, however long, working your ass off to make other people rich. And then the whole time you're going, I hope I get a good pension. I hope I don't get replaced by the young kid who knows how to use the computer much quicker and faster than me. So we can get caught in these, these scripts, these old scripts, these old movies, these old things, all right? Um, you know, I remember when we didn't have computers. There was computers, but not every average person had a computer. It was very rare. Now, it's almost like they expect you to have computers. You can't even do things online. You can't even do things in certain uh, business capacities without having a computer or access to a computer or having email. And I find that very disturbing, actually, you should be able to walk into a courthouse and get documents without having computer email access. I really believe that that's, you should have the, the ability of both. You know, it's like asking people that, you know, this is the way we're going to do it, and that's it. You can't do it any other way. But, you know, if I had my way, I, wouldn't, I really wouldn't want to have a computer. I really wouldn't have any of this. But then I couldn't talk to you and share with you unless I burn some wood and make some smoke signals and say, hey, what's up? This is where the party's at. But it all has its purpose. It all has its purpose. I'm going to take a little swig of water. And um, <clears throat> let's see. And Adriana says, so how do you handle those moments when you are in a situation and have to replay your movie? And I can't read the rest. I'm going to open it up a little bit. Because you haven't experienced that person in a situation that way before. Well, how do you replay your movie? Well, the thing is, as you're making, as you have your movie you're also making a movie at the same exact time. And when you're making that movie at the exact same time of how you're experiencing that person in front of you, you're taking it into the editing room, okay, into the room that's where it's there, okay? And you're trying to find something that's similar, something that's very close, okay? So how do you do that? <clears throat> First of all, you have to be open to the process, okay, to be able to see things 
differently than you've seen before. Now, majority of time, majority of time, not all the time, you're going to be let down. Okay, you're going to have a situation where people just just do the same thing. But the thing is, there's always going to be that one person or that one situation that is completely different, that is not the same. So you're really going to have to figure out how you navigate through your movies and what movies you're looking at. Are you looking at <clears throat> movies that, that, that entail trauma, that entail happiness, that entail maybe all of above? We all get stuck in certain loops and certain movies that uh, we relate to the most. There's, you know how you have favorite movies? The way you have favorite movies about certain things and certain shows that you just like watching that other people maybe not relate to? Well, when you start watching those, you start programming yourself. You start programming your mind. You start programming those little neurons in your brains to take you directly to you know, file cabinet B in your brain. Okay, Bad things. <laughs> you have to see what they're doing. You also have to program and find a way to take your mind because it's expandable and it can go to multiple final cabinets at the same time, not just one, of potentialities. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've been manipulated. I've been screwed over and whatever. Something's happened to me. Back of the mind. But you also have to say, but what are the benefits? What's going to happen? How do I avoid this? Then you start to create patterns in your own behavior. You start creating patterns in your own behavior, how you are able to... Um, uh, screen people, maybe. Maybe that, that may be the worst word, but you can actually screen them, look at them, and you know, see what they're like. You're able to uh, you know, qualify them, I guess, is a better word. Screening is a little bit different. Qualifying. Qualifying is the word I wanted to use. You qualify them to your belief system. You qualify them to you know, how they resonate with you. You start to qualify them. Then you add, you know, and you're very good at this, Adrian. You use the T-square form. You, know, you put the pros and cons, but the pros and cons also are very limited to some degree, not all the time. Then you're looking for specific patterns. But there are multiple patterns in situations, multiple patterns in people's behaviors, multiple patterns in, in the things that happen to us in our lives. So we have to be able to be flexible and have that third category of flexibility. You know, but what do I see that could change? You know, what could be a different outcome versus everything being just uh, positive and negative, positive and negative, positive and negative. We're, there is gray area. You know, after we turn 26 and beyond, we, there is a gray area, you know, in our movie scripts about how things are for some of us. Now, some of us get stuck in traumas and we stay in the black and white and the absolutes and the absolutes. We live through the absolutes of how life should be and how we want life for us to look like. And, you know, I'm not here to tell you how to live and what it looks like and what it means, but you have to be able to move and navigate to the best of your ability. I don't know what that means. I don't know how that looks. But hopefully that answers your question. And let's see, Jessica, applying for food stamps. Hello. If I don't have money for food, how would I have money for a computer and internet? Okay, so I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm assuming that, I'm not saying you're applying for food stamps, but so how do you apply for food stamps and then but you still you have money for a computer and internet? Okay. Mm. So you want to know you don't have money for food? I got to read this again. How would I have money for computer and internet? That's a good question. How do you have money for computer and internet? And if you're applying for food stamps, so the food stamps are actually a means to a way. So we all get ourselves into situations and places, and not not always by our by our doing, and by why you know we chose to be there, why we got there. 
sometimes we get there by sheer accident. Sometimes we get there by sheer force. It's our job as human beings, I believe, this is my belief, okay, is when we're there to decide what is going to be beneficial to us, what's going to serve us, how are we going to survive this, how are we going to move to this, how are we going to go, you know, if we're in an abusive relationship, and it wasn't abusive in the beginning, so you're there because other situations, other circumstances that brought you there. But as relationships develop, for example, I'm just giving you a development, you know, and the things get a little bit rough, you have that free will to make the decision if if you're going to work through it, fight through it, you're going to get through it, or you're going to step away. Now, for a lot of people, they don't step away because they're attached with movies, scenarios. They're attached with the memories, the feelings, the emotions, all the things that come with that. They try to grasp for things that they used to have, things that used to be. And it doesn't always play out well that way. Some cases, it does. There's nothing wrong with having food stamps. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. You know, people who, they're not even going to call it down on their luck. They just happen to be in a situation that just, their life changed. Okay? For me to judge someone and say, oh, yeah, they're down on their luck or they're whatever. Sometimes people just, things happen to them. And some people don't have the capacity or the ability to move themselves out of that space. They just don't have it. And us as humans who do have it, who do have compassion gene, should understand and say, well, you know what? Maybe that person just can't do it. Maybe they need a lot of help. Just because I'm confident and I'm able to do it doesn't mean that I'm right. I'm placing my judgments and beliefs upon a person who's not, who's not capable you know, some people are just not capable. My mom was not capable to run a marathon, okay, as much as she wanted to when she was younger. She couldn't because her belief was that she couldn't because she had polio and her leg was, you know, didn't develop properly. Could she have run a marathon? Why did she have to run? She could have used a wheelchair, right? But there's this stigmas that we create in our minds that we have to run, that we have to do things a certain way. There's a hundred million ways to do things. There's a hundred million ways to navigate life. But we always try to find the road with the less resistance. And, you know, sometimes that road with the le- less resistance is not always the best one. To, it doesn't serve us. Sometimes we have to get into the shit, okay, in order to find our way and go through that. For example, the kids who got stuck in the cave, you know, for two weeks. I'm sure their intentions were not to get lost and get trapped in a cave. How many of us go into... Metaphoric caves in our minds, in our spirits, in our souls, thinking that we're going to do something properly and do something right, and then we get stuck there, and then something comes and boom, they don't like me, they stole from me, something happens, and then we're frozen. So these kids are stuck in a cave. They can't swim, they can't navigate. Their flashlights went dark, but yet they had hope, right? And we have hope. I hope that we have hope inside of our, our hearts and belief that, you know, we're going to get out of this cave. But sometimes we personally cannot get out of the cave. We cannot move from that space. And personally, we have to ask for help. We have to say, hey, I'm stuck in the cave and I need your help. But, you know, sometimes we go and we try to help somebody move through their movie, navigate through their mind, and we can't find them. You know the sheer chance of these kids being found in that cave. It was I don't even know what the I don't even know what the odds were. But you know they they found them. And it was just one of those 
hey, we found them. And you know, they're very fortunate that their story and their movie, they'll probably made a movie, and that there are stories that they have to share and tell and all the beautiful things that will come from that, you know, and all the feelings and emotions, the things that they went through, being there together and what they learned and what the coach learned, you know, what these, you know, 11 to 16 year old kids will learn. And this is a metaphor too. We're 11 to 16. A lot of us are here, are trapped in our 11 and 16 year old minds. We're trapped in our 11 and 16 year old emotions, our 11 and 16 year old, you know, you know, belief systems. Some of us are trapped in eight-year-old belief systems and we carry it into adulthood. But that's when we have to ask or attempt to ask. Some, don't, some of us don't even know how to ask for help. Some of us don't even know how to say, how, how am I going to rewrite my movie? And some of us are going to say, hey, you know, my movie serves me. It's good. I like it where it's at. No problem. You know, because it protects me, keeps me in, out of in trouble, keeps me in line, blah, 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 ha, la, la. But the majority of us, no. majority of us are not like that. I will ask for help because you know what? I need a lot of help to navigate my movie and navigate my mind and navigate the feelings and emotions because you know what? I cannot take on somebody else's emotional beliefs and systems with, and they don't resonate. They have to resonate with me. You know, I, I'm not a person who just cuts people off because I was taught that that wasn't proper. You only cut them off when, you know, you, they have spent and they've taken, you know, more than they've, we're allowed to take. Is that good? Is it bad? Yeah, I don't know. It depends on the situation. There's times where I'm absolute and just go, and there's other times where I'm just kind of linger. That's normal. I'm a human being. You're a human being. And we're doing the best we can with the tools that we've learned. The majority of us are stuck in the replays, in the loops of our lives, loops of the stories we have. Someone's going to hurt us. Someone's going to ditch us. Oh, someone's going to make sure that we make it. Uncle Fred. He won a million dollars, you know, doing this. We're all stuck in stories, and we're all stuck in movies that loop. Now, the question is, are you able to edit them? Are you able to move them? And you probably are, and you probably will, and you will probably find people who will help you along the way. But as you're moving through the help and moving through that system, there are going to be people who are just aren't going to serve you. They're not going to benefit you. They're not bad. They just, it just, you won't resonate with them anymore. As you heal pieces and parts of yourself, as you discover the self-healing of who you are as a human being, you will find that people will drop away from you. People will disappear. People will go um, someplace else. Find people who are like them. People who are very similar in their, in their energy. You have to ask yourself, what does it serve you to be, you know, in the corral with all the sheep, okay? And then when you step out of the corral, the sheep are mad at you because you're stepping out. But the wolf's looking at you going, oh, wow, he's, he's escaping. But at least with the wolf, I, I can have a dialogue of sorts, you know, and figure that out. And maybe negotiate with the wolf and go, okay, well, how are we going to coexist? Because I'm black sheep. I need to get out. I don't want to be like everybody else. Well, you know, I want to eat you. And you're going to go, no, you're not. Because you know what? I'm smart enough to get out of that corral with all of those guys down there. Because they all want me to come back there. They all want me to hang out there. And they're all making fun of me and calling me names. The sheep are more dangerous than the wolf. Okay? I'm going to tell you that right now. You go into the sheep pen. As soon as you go back, 
oh, he's back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then they forget about you. Then they're like, ah, whatever. Well, welcome to Netflix. Welcome to movie whatever. And welcome to, you know, we're going to only do this and do that. The sheep do that. Sheep do that. You know, they're, they're, they're very powerful. Now, hold on one second. I'm going to be right back. I gotta turn on my turn on my um, <clears throat> power strip. Hold on. All right. Where was I? Oh, I was talking about the sheep. The sheep are very dangerous. Believe me. Trust me on that one. Being in the sheep pen is more dangerous than being alone with the wolf. That's what I was talking about. And I've had those experiences. You know, because the sheep don't want you to leave the sheep, the the, the pen. <clears throat> they want you to watch the movie that they've created for everybody. Unfortunately, some of us are not going to leave the sheep pen. I hate to tell you, and I'm here to tell you and break that news to you. A very small group will leave the sheep pen. Now, there's multiple places outside the sheep pen that you can be. You don't all go the same direction. Once you leave the pen, doesn't mean that you're all gonna you're gonna go find all the other sheep that are outside who are like you. No. You're but you're gonna go out. You're gonna move and you're gonna share your story, your movie with these other sheep who are stuck in the pen. And you're gonna save one or two, and then they're gonna get out and they're gonna share one and two. And next thing you know, you're gonna have these free thinking sheep, these sheep who are able to take care of themselves and not have to depend on the system. And depend on the things that are there. You know, awake, the, to be awakened is to, to see the awakening in another person. To judge somebody is to see the judgment in yourself. To see love in another human being is to see the love in yourself. Okay, so when you see something in someone else, there's aspect of that in you. I know this to be true for myself and other confirmation from other people. That's the namaste in us, you know, what I see in you, you see in me. That's what it's about. That's what life's about, to being able to see the things we want to see and the things we don't want to see. People mirror us very powerfully. The mirror doesn't mean that's who we are, okay? That's, don't get confused. Because someone's bad doesn't mean you're bad. They mirror back the bad things, okay, that are yours, that you don't show the world. Their good mirrors your good. But your good is not their good. That's their good. But you know that you have good. Okay? Every human being in this planet has the potential to bring peace on earth. Every single one. All of you. Every single one of you. But every single one of you have the potential also to be very destructive in your belief systems, in your ways, in how you treat other people. And how we judge other people. It's just human nature. That's something that's ingrained in us. That's something that is just part of who we are as human beings. Now, what you do with it, is, that's where you create your movies. That's where you create life. Are you willing to... Um, I'm not saying go change, but are you willing to, to rewrite your script a little bit and say, be a little more flexible? Yeah, I maybe don't like this person. I'm not asking you to go out like everybody. I'm not asking you to say, hey... This, this guy, blah, blah. No, I'm asking you just to observe what's in them. Something that's within some, another human being. Okay? 
all human beings, they all strive to be loved. They all strive to be acknowledged. They all strive to be, you know, heard. Right? So many of us get, you know, we're so stuck in our hurts and so stuck in our, our programming and our, and our movie reel that's looping over and over that we don't even see the beauty inside of another human being because we're so busy projecting our beliefs and thoughts upon them on top of them, on top of their crap and our crap, and then comparing our crap to their crap, which has nothing to do with us. You know, their crap is their crap. Your crap is your crap. That's it. Now, you know, that movie plays out for a lot of people. A homeless man or homeless woman, they play out a script in their mind. They play out a movie that they're not worthy. I'm guessing, okay, because that's the projection right there. You see that? That's a projection right there is exactly a projection right there. I'm assuming that a homeless person feels unworthy. Who am I to say that? Who, who, who am I to say that a person who is homeless is unworthy of love? That person might have more love than I probably could ever have in my life. They don't have any bills. They have people who love them. They have other homeless people who are hanging out with them. Maybe they just choose to live that way, and they want to be that way, standing on the street corner, you know, going to... You know, I, I don't know why a person does something, but who am I, personally, who am I to say, you know, hey, why are you living like that? I've had homeless people tell me because I like it. I don't have to worry about anything except for eating. You know, you've all, every single one of you have had an encounter with homeless people. Every single one of you. Sometimes you're good about how you deal with it, and sometimes you're not. Some of you give money. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't have nothing to give. Some of you have taken them to restaurants to eat. Some of you have, you know, offered them your homes. Some of you have taken them to homeless shelters. But what are you doing when you think about it? Think about what are you doing when you do that? What's going on? What's happening? What's playing out in your mind? What's playing out in your scenario? What's playing out? What's rolling? What's on that reel-to-reel? What's going on? Are you helping them because you want to help them? Are you helping them because you feel obligated to help them? Are you helping them because... That's what a good Samaritan would do. Why? Why? Does it matter the why? Does why matter? You know, some people want to go to heaven and they'll do whatever it takes. The heaven of their minds. Our minds are powerful. And I guess that's what I'm saying. We become conditioned. We become programmed. There's things that happen to us. I have friends, and I will call them friends because they are friends, who won't get near homeless people. And it's not because they don't like them. It's because they don't feel that, you know, they're doing the work. They're not doing the work to get themselves out of the situation. Or why, they should, why should they help them? I, I don't know. That's, I don't have an answer for that. And I'm not going to say that what they're doing is right or wrong. Because, you know, it's their choice. It's their life. It's their decision. It's their healthy limits and boundaries that they've created for themselves that they feel that they need. Super important. So these movies that play out in our head and our mind, because our mind is the most powerful thing in the earth, it's faster than the speed of light, our mind, okay, when we use it properly. And that's how powerful we are. But we don't see it sometimes because we don't believe it. We don't believe because we compare our movies to other people's movies, other people's situations, other people's lives. 
or we're lo- we love our movie, maybe. Maybe we love our movie more than the guy down the street or the girl down the street. Either way, our movies are as unique as we are. As unique as every snowflake, every drop that hits the ocean. But either way, when it happens, it happens. So there's really no, I'm not here to give you answers. I'm just giving you possibilities to think about things differently, to look at life a little bit differently, to approach things a little bit differently, to embrace things a little bit differently, and to be able to understand that our brothers and sisters, you know, aren't always there because by choice, and some of them are. It's our job to see how we're going to approach them and how we're going to receive them and how we're going to embrace them into our lives, how we're going to say, hey, are these guys, I'm going to look at them like I see myself. I I would want somebody to help me if I could. You know, if if I was down and out, you know, and something happened to me, I would hope that another human would have a little compassion for me to at least try to understand that maybe this guy just had a wrong and a bad day and he had something happened to him. Doesn't mean he's going to be there. But you know, one act of kindness, one, not 10 million, one, one act of kindness can change the heart of a human being. You can change someone's life, you know, completely. And even when we think we're doing the right thing by protecting others, sometimes we're actually hurting them. We're actually imposing our belief systems and wills upon them. Okay? So you have to be use discretion. You have to be, have, use discernment. And be able to understand that some people are there to teach us lessons, even though we have it all together and we think we have it all together. That homeless person is there as a reminder that we're fortunate not to be in that position. That's an observation on my end. That's my vision. That's my movie. When I see a homeless person, why do people get angry and triggered? Some people get angry and triggered because it's real. It's, it's a real thing. It's not this make-believe. No, it's real. These people have nothing. And, you know, the, the biggest fear for some people is not to have nothing and to be discounted. Because we project upon people so powerfully the things that we don't want to happen in our lives and the things we want to happen in our lives that we manifest that into our world. We bring that into our world for a lesson in that moment. And when we bring those lessons into the moment, into our lives, we learn from them. I'm not saying that you have to let your guard down. I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, haphazardly and just let things occur. Use some discretion, too. Make sure that you're able to at least, you know, understand that the person next to you, the person in front of you, the person behind you, they're struggling. They're having their issues, too. But if you are having an awakened moment, you're having an enlightened moment, and you're aware of it, share it with the world without expectation. Just because others aren't, share it. Because you know what? You might awaken other people. If you feel like singing and celebrating, sing it. If someone makes fun of you, laugh, keep singing. doesn't matter. Because that person's not ready to wake up yet. That person's not ready to see the awakening in you. There's no... This ascension where we ascend into this magical place. This magical place is here. We're here in the moment. The magical place of ascension is when we are able to see it in the present moment through us and through others. You know, other people 
bring us joy and happiness. If you ever wonder what that's like, it's that feeling that warms your heart, that feeling that just warms every part of your body. And when the hair stands on your arms, that is a moment of awakening. That is a moment of enlightenment. There are people who struggle to even feel a glimpse of that because they're looking in the wrong directions. But they have to look in the wrong directions. They have to look their movie that way because that's the only way they've ever learned. There hasn't been anybody who said, hey, you know what? You know, you can look left. You look over here because these people over here are really happy. These people over here, you're trying to look for happiness in something that doesn't really want to be happy. So you have to look outside of your movie scripts. You have to rewrite them. And, you know, when you rewrite these movie scripts, things change. You know, things happen. Things occur. Things are much different. But if you don't rewrite them, then they stay the same. Then you're going to use the same parameters, the same belief systems that, they, that, that are there. Okay? Why do we go to movies? Why do human beings go to movies? And you can answer it however you want online. You can type it in however you want to feel it. Why do you go to movies? Ask yourself. Why do you take time to sit for three hours <clears throat> to see the potentiality of an, someone else's life Someone else's belief, someone else's creation, somebody else's dream. Why do you do that? How do you do that? And Rose, I'll get to your question in a second. How do you do that? I can only speak for myself why I go to movies and why I hang out at movies. One, it's a bonding moment with somebody or someone's or others to be in a space to share memories, to share emotions and feelings. But for me to sit there for three hours and watch a movie is also to step outside of my own mind, my own creation, to see what other people are creating and the potentials that I can create, the things that I can build for myself. Because you're just as talented as the person who's making that movie. They just happen to have you know, the ability to connect with certain people who put them in the right positions. There's so many of us on this planet then not all of us are going to have the opportunity to share our, our movie with the world. But you can share the movie in your local relationships that you have right there, the people who are around you. And they have the opportunity to share too. The thing is you have to also embrace what other people are sharing with you. Okay? Now, Rosa, you talked about can somebody awaken and go back to their old ways? Well, let me ask you a question. Can you stretch a rubber band and expect it to go back to its old ways? I mean, that's probably a very good example. You see, the thing is, sometimes as human beings, we put way too much expectation on what something is. We put way too much expectation on what we, we expect to see, what we expect to happen. Okay? And when we put expectations and conditions on things that they're supposed to be a certain way, then we are let down. Then we see... We see the old. For example, someone is awakened. That's what I'm saying. Awakening is in moments. Okay? It's not that they're going back to old ways. It's that they've always been in the ways. Their ways have all, are still there. But as human beings, they also have the opportunity to see beautiful things develop in their lives. They're able to move out of that space temporarily to be awakened. Okay? Awakening is, being awakened doesn't mean that you're walking around on a cloud you know, and you're like, No. That's just part of it. 
that you'll be able to move into awakening moments faster and quicker when you're able to embrace that and understand that they're everywhere. It's happening all the time. Okay? Tell me the, th- the, the coolest thing that happened to you the other day. And that's an awakening moment, something that, that, that lifts your spirit, moves your spirit. But then you go back and you see things that happen to some Some things hit the fan, the crap comes. All right? Hopefully, you're rewriting your movies so you don't, those ways don't affect you the same way. They don't come back to you the same way. And don't, they don't make you feel the way they used to make you feel. Okay? You're able to navigate out of it quicker and faster. So many of us fall into those old patterns. Oh, they're bad. They'll never change. Well, if we manifest that they'll never change, they'll never be different, they will not change and they will not be different because what will happen is that you will actually project upon them the things that they expect to see out of you. Okay, if, you, if you're hiding from them and, you're, and you know that you're going to have a situation with them and they're going to be a problem, they're going to look for that problem. They're going to hone in on that. They're going to be like, okay, yeah, they let me down again. They let me down again. You were already expecting them to let you down. You were already expecting them to, you know, do something a certain way. And, you know, most of the time that's how life is. People will not always do or say the things they're going to do. It's part of life. But there are other people who will move into space where they do the things they say. There are people who awaken. There are people who are working through their old ways. There are people who are trying to find a way out of the caves of their mind. Some of them are trapped by water. You know, some of them are trapped by uh, a a collapse. You know, and all the rocks are covered the entryway. You know, and then some of us just can go out of one cave. Some of us find another route out through the back. Some of us climb out. There's, you have to be able to be flexible. You have to be able to move and be able to, you know, move into the space in those places in your mind to help you through to help you navigate. <clears throat> it's not going to be an easy road. It doesn't have to be hard either. You know, we, we sometimes put conditions on ourselves and other people that things have to be hard and difficult. Oh, it's going to be hard and difficult. Okay. Sometimes you get constipated right on the toilet and it's hard and difficult. And sometimes you're on the toilet and it's pretty damn easy. That's how life is. That's the best example I can give you. So it really depends on what you want it to be like. If, if you want the movies of your mind to play out and you like how they are playing out, then leave them alone. Don't touch them. Don't touch them. If they serve you, then don't, don't touch them. If you want to change them, then you're going to have to ask somebody to either help you edit or you're going to have to edit them yourself. I would suggest you find people to help you edit them. I ask you to maybe get connected with people who are working through the process. You know, there are many good practitioners there are very good counselors there's all kinds of people you can ask but remember wherever you get your information from that's just as important so remember wherever you're drawing from okay wherever you're drawing from you know wherever you're drawing from is just as important okay as you're creating your movies of your mind right because if you if you go if you go to the doctor and you have issues with your heart and he's a foot doctor or she's a foot doctor and you say, hey, I want you to fix my heart. Oh, yeah, they're a doctor. Absolutely a doctor. But they're not a specialized doctor in the field that you need. They're the same way. 
if you want a massage, okay, you don't go to a Reiki practitioner. If you want soul retrieval, okay, you go to the people who do the work. You go to the people that, you know, that, that specialize in those things. In our community, it's the same thing. We don't have one person that fix everybody. In this holistic community that we create, this metaphysical community, there are people who are trained to do certain things. But then we have people in this community also, and this is my projection, my belief, that they think they can do everything. And they think they're able to, um, you know, they're just able to just be a a one-stop shop. I'm not a one-stop shop. I'll tell you that right now. I'll tell you exactly what I do and exactly what I can do for you. All right? And then what happens from that point, okay, is I say, hey, I'm going to refer you to this person. I'm going to refer you to that. I'm big on referrals because I know and I learn very quickly in the work that I do that some of the things and some of the processes that I do won't benefit anybody. You know? Let's see. I, let me see. Bubba McDog says, I checked myself into a rehab for alcohol abuse 10 years ago next month. I had to ask for help in changing the movie that had been playing for 23 years. Yeah, that's, you know, sometimes our pride, and not always our pride, but sometimes that movie that plays out, we don't see, you know, it's like watching a movie, and two people see the movie differently. Okay, so you have your ego parts that see it one way, and then you have, you know, your spiritual part that sees it one way, and then you have your moral compass that sees it one way. You have all these different things that see it differently. And, you know, you do have to ask for help. We do have to ask for help. Where you get your help is important, though. Always remember, wherever you, you need to know exactly what you need to alter, what you need to move and change. So that way your movie can play into a certain scenario, a certain way. And, um, yeah, and that's true. This is a good example. Somebody here says, you know, 10 years ago next month. But it took courage and it took understanding. It took, you know, being able to go, okay. I'm gonna let my I'm gonna let my let my personal whatevers go down and see what other people are seeing because you know from the outside looking in <clears throat> even though we see somebody's an alcoholic is is alcoholic uh, al- alcoholism the problem no not necessarily there's other issues inside that human being that they're going through there's some things that are happening to them and the reason they're drinking is because they want to forget. They want to cover that movie. They want to rewrite the movie, but they don't know how. People are going through this, this dilemma and this struggle with themselves. Our biggest battle is us. Our biggest battle is who we are as human beings and how we see ourselves in the world, how we see ourselves among other people, how we see life, how we are able to navigate life. Like I said, life's not hard. Life's not easy. You know? Life is very precious, very short, very fast. Okay? Sometimes we spend so much time on the small stuff, we sweat the small stuff, and we're missing the big stuff, the amazing stuff. But if you have enough small stuff, they come together as big stuff. So have the courage to, you know, ask yourself some poignant questions. Ask people that love you, hey, what are you noticing? You know, what do you see about me? It's important. You know, sometimes we don't even know that we're doing things to ourselves because you're really doing it to you. And when you do it to you, it projects onto other people. So if you're alcoholic, 
Okay? You project it. If you're a victim of, of something, then you project it upon somebody. So when do you move out of those space? When do you get out of there? When do you move into the place that, how do you say, puts you in a better frame of mind? Okay? Sometimes we're so stuck inside of our head. Sometimes we're in here so deep that we may never find a way out. That we're still functioning. We're still moving. But I tell you, it takes one word. Sometimes it just takes one word. Okay? One thing to change someone's life. And some of you will probably say, well, that one word can also change them. No, not necessarily. Most people are looking for hope and looking for answers to who they are in this grand scheme of life. This place that we live on. This big blue marble. Most of us want to be good and want to do good things and be well. There are certain ones that just, you know, that just can't. And there's no saying we can't fix everybody until they're ready to fix themselves. All healing is self-healing. The first, one of the first mantras in, in metaphysics and in holistic kinesiology and holistic work is all healing is self-healing. You have to take the first steps to heal. You know, I don't really... I'm a facilitator. You know, I'm a hollow bone. I am working through spirit to connect to whatever needs to be said or heard so that person can find the aspects of themselves to heal. I personally don't feel like I'm healing anybody. You know, I'm, I'm just in the right place at the right time to do spirits work. That's it. That's how I work. Okay? Yeah, I'm very grateful that I'm the one who gets to put my hands on the person and gets to say whatever needs to be heard. There's times where I speak and I don't remember what I said. But that person will come back three, four years later and say, Iggy, thank you for telling me this. And I remember when you told me this. And I'll say, no, I don't remember. I said, they go, oh, really? I said, that was from spirit. That was from creator. That was from you know, the universe. That's something, that's how I do my work. That's how I do my medicine. I'm not trying to remember or do, I, I can't treat everybody exactly the same. Every person, you can't do the same thing with everybody. Everybody's so different. Everybody's so unique. First medicine in shamanism is to listen. First medicine, listen. What are you listening for? Then you echo back to them what you heard and then you ask them you invite them to the space and you say is this what you what you're saying and if they say no then you have to listen again okay who's the story about it's about both of you the story is about you and you if you can't echo back to somebody why it's because you're triggered you're triggered by something in their story and triggers are big triggers are huge so when someone's on your table somebody's on your chair Friends coming over to talk to you. Listen. Don't worry about giving them an answer until after they're done. Then you process it through your filter system, through your rose-colored lenses, and then you ask spirit to help you. That's how we do medicine. That's how we do shamanic medicine. That's why shamanic medicine is different. I'm not saying it's the best and it's not the answer. That's not what I'm saying. That's just what we do. We listen, and then we travel, and we go deep. We go inside. 
we extract, we bring back, and we give them the choice to say, do you want to keep it or leave it? You know, some people, even though they go through the healing process and they're working on themselves, feel safer in the trauma than they do outside the trauma because they've been in it so long and they've been in it so deep, they don't even know how to move out of it. And that's why we do referrals. That's why we move people into different spaces. Okay, so let me see. I got... I hope I'm answering some of your questions. I know some of you asked questions, and I might have gone a little bit off. But that's that's the movies, the movie of our minds, our movies. They're yours to edit, change, leave alone, whatever. It's up to you. You have to be comfortable with your movie. You have to be comfortable with your life. No one else can live your life. You know, when people ask you to walk in their shoes, you can't understand. You have to have empathy for me and walk in my shoes. You can't. I can only have empathy for what you're probably saying to me and what you're trying to express to me. Because I can never understand what you're truly feeling. I can only understand through my memories and how I associate my, your, what you're feeling through what I feel. How can I feel something that I've never experienced and try to, you know, try to understand you? When that's not in, the, in, not in the parameters of my movie, not in the parameters of my mind. But if I listen, I can find something that's similar, something that is a hurtful moment. You know, there are a lot of people who haven't had a lot of stuff happen to them, but then there's a lot of people who have tons of stuff to them. So as, you have an, as you're empathetic to people, when you're listening to them and you're hearing what they have to say, you know, some stories will be heard by you and some stories won't. You just, because you can't relate. You don't have that in your memory bank. It doesn't exist. You can't associate. You can't combine them. You can't go, you can't say, oh, yeah, I get that. No, you don't get anything because it's not your story. You can't get anything. You can only get the feelings that you have about what hurts you and what's hurting them and then try to compare it. When someone's hurt and someone's not feeling well, I don't under, I, I get that you're hurt and you're understanding and I try to listen. But I don't get that because I can't imagine what that feels like. I can't even fathom what that would feel like. So we have to be Show compassion for ourselves and show compassion for the other person that, you know what, they're doing the best they can. Now, sometimes people just want you to hear them. They want you to listen. They just want you to be present, and that's all they want. They don't care if you agree or disagree with them. They just want you to say, hey, thanks for listening. I really appreciate that. You know, don't, don't, be the, don't be that person who's trying to give an answer and to fix somebody. Sometimes people don't want to be fixed. Sometimes people just want someone to hear them, and that is enough. That is enough for some people to just want to be heard. We live in a society where we're always chattering and we're always talking and somebody's got an answer for us and somebody says, hey, this does work and this oil works and this chakra point and that point and this point and this astrology point and this left node. And, you know, sometimes someone just wanted to say, thanks for listening. I really appreciate that. You know that? That meant a lot to me that you took time to just hear what I had to say. You weren't trying to fix me. Nobody wants to be fixed. I don't want to be fixed. I don't want you to fix me. What's her to fix? Now you're telling me I got a problem. I got a problem. I'm just feeling a way. I'm just feeling this way right now. That's all. I'm just having a moment. Just having a day. So you'll you'll learn to use your movies to help other people through their movies. And it you know and sometimes they won't they won't they won't cal- calibrate. They won't match up. Okay. The cool thing about it is you don't have to you don't have to take on their movie. You don't have to take on their pain. You don't have to take on their emotion. Because you got enough of that of your own. You got enough of that. 
Okay, we're going to shift now. We're going to do some card readings. So if you guys want some cards, you know, if you want me to give you pull a card for you, let me know. Raise your hand or say pick one for me, Iggy. That way you can have your animal totems and I can read them to you. I want to pull one for the show, one for the group to see where we're at. This little animal totem is something we're going to carry around with us for tonight at least or however long you need it. Let's see what we got. Boom. I got the giraffe. This is for our card. Interpretation. This will be my this will be my projection through spirit on the card, okay? So if it doesn't resonate with you, then don't own it. Don't take it. But this is the card for the re okay. I'll get one for Rose and I'll get one for Don here in a second. So I'm just gonna give us a general reading for all of us, okay? So the giraffe is about foresight. You are able to see what is in store for you for for the future, what's in store for the future. Okay? So basically the giraffe is here to remind us that we have to keep our head up, okay, that we have to move forward. Even when it's time to um, bow our head, it's time to rest. Take the water. You know, giraffe has to really spread its legs out and go down to the ground. So giraffe is about foresight, sees far, looking beyond, far beyond the appearances, far beyond the things that we um, we think we, uh, we need to see. Because once you get to the top of the mountain, you see everything, then you have to come back down, you have to climb another mountain. So have foresight. Be ready. Be prepared. It's about preparation. All right, so Rosa... You want a card? I'm going to pull one for you here. All right, and then we go. <laughs> Look. Look what I pulled. You see it, Rosa? You see it? This is lion courage. Ask for what you want, okay? What are the chances of me pulling this card, Okay. So think about that for a minute, Rosa. Okay, think about this card. All right? This card is about the lion, okay? The lion pride, powerful medicine. Yeah, remember the card? Okay. You know why I'm saying that. This, the lion is here to remind us that um, to ask for help. A lion by himself, okay, is just a lion by himself. A lion needs its pride. A lion cannot exist without its pride. Or it will become outcasted, alone, and just a loner. Okay? So the lion has to have courage to ask for help. So what happens? He creates a pride. He creates a group of other women around him. All right? His job is to protect the pride. The female lion's job is to feed and protect the pride. His job is to procreate the pride, take care of the pride. So we have to let our pride down in order to take care of the pride, okay, the group, okay? We can't always do what we want and be in the position we want. We have to be able to say, hey, you know what? I get it now. I need help. So Lion's saying, ask for what you want. But Lion's realizing, hmm, I can't ask for what I want because it takes a family, it takes a pride, it takes a group. So Lion's reminding you to work together, be together, stick together, and you'll get much more done. Okay, Rosa, I hope you get that card. Then we're going to move into the other direction. There we go. Get one for Don here. Still there, right, Don? I see you. You're still online there. Okay, cool. 
All right. <clears throat> you got the otter, Don. You got the otter. Okay, the otter says surrender, let go of control. All right, Don. Whatever you feel like that you have to hold on to and whatever that you are um, needing to hold on, otter's telling you to be playful. It's time to have a little more fun. Kind of got to get out of your head a little bit. Got to go swimming a little bit. Got to have a little play time for you. Um, let go of whatever's gnawing at you right now for the moment. You can come back and reflect on it after you've played. You might find that whatever that thing is, whatever your concern is, that it wasn't so bad after all, that it wasn't so, you know, wasn't a big problem. In the moment, it was a problem. It was a, it was a, in the moment, it was a frustration. In the moment, it was a little scary. It was a little, you know, you know, you know, it was questionable. But Otter wants you to play. Otter wants you to get in the water. And if you don't play in water, then take a bath. Take a salt bath. Just relax. Put some petals, some roses on there, light some candles. Just take a moment for your time. Shut the door. Put on some nice music. Tell everybody, put a sign on the door. Don't knock. Don't yell. I'm busy. Okay? Put some sexy music on. Just relax. Say, hey, what's up? <laughs> Just take time for yourself. Basically, this is what the otter's telling you. Reminding you to, you know, hey. Be who you are. Love yourself. Anybody else need a card reading? Let me know. Uh, if you want to call into the show, it's 646-595-3440. Uh, give me, show me on there. Give me a little bit, um, just put a comment in there that you want me to read. Because sometimes these little thumbs that pop up in the blue, don't know if that's what you're asking. But give me a little more specific so I can draw for you. And let's see. Don, I hope you liked your reading. I hope that serves you a little bit to get you where you need to be. And so, um, if we're not, if no one else, okay, you want one there, Connie? Okay, hold on a second. Let me shuffle for you. All right, real quick, Connie. All right. Here we go. Connie, you got the koala bear. Boy, these cards, you know, I shuffle these cards really hard. You know, I really move them around. And we have a pattern, you know, same cards popping up. There's some things I have to work on, too. The koala bear is about empathy. Speak less, listen more. Koala bear is just saying, you know, hey, I got two of these and one of these. And when I'm done using these, use this. But koala bear is also telling you to be a little bit more soft in your approach. Be a little bit more tender. Uh, Be a little bit, you know, understanding. Koala bears are really powerful medicine. You know, koala bear is very, has a very strict diet. It's also there to remind you that um, look at what you're eating. See if it's serving you. See if it, you need to make some adjustments. Sometimes we go on these crazy, you know, I'm going to change uh, this habit of eating. That might not be the right one for you. Sometimes we have to re- reevaluate if that's exactly what we need. And sometimes we just might tweak something. But have empathy for you also, all right? Listen to yourself. Listen to what's in your heart, all right? All right, Rachel, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. But, uh, yeah, just uh, take that card and apply it to yourself too. Okay, Connie? All right, cool. Uh, anybody else want to read in real quick? The call in number six four six five nine five. if you want to call. I hope you've uh, enjoyed the show. I hope you've enjoyed the topic the movies in our minds and how they play out and how they 
they change and how they sometimes put us in a certain frame of mind. So hopefully you were able to um, listen to the show. This show will re-air after um, we're finished, and we'll be able to, uh, you know, just kind of uh, play it. All right. So after the show, probably in an hour later, half an hour later, and mostly almost an hour later, there'll be I'll be doing a drum session online here. I'll be doing drumming for those of you who want to drum along with me and have some fun with me and take some time to be um, here online with me. Um, if you got something out of the show and it resonates with you, send me an email. Let me know. Uh, send me a comment here online because I like to know that I'm able to share what I've learned along the way on my, my journey called life with you. And that, you know, it's important. It's important that we all are able to connect and work together and honor and love each other to the best capacity we can. Are we always going to get it right? No, we're not going to get it right. And you know what? I try not to set those high expectations. I just try to, you know, just be the best version of myself I can be the next day, today, in that moment. I know that I'm not always going to get it right, and that's okay, but I don't go out there going, oh, I know I'm not always going to get it right. I strive to do the best and be the best version of who I feel I am. And as I do that, I will attract other people who are striving to be better versions of themselves and share that love. Because it's all about love. It's about peace, hope, harmony, joy, all those things. You know, it's super important. Super, super important. You know, this world is was made by a, 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 a creator that just had a loving heart. Still has a loving heart. You know? So if we're made in that image, if we're made out of the spark in that belief, then let's make this a better place for you, me, and everybody who's on it. All right, guys. So I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you're able to um, tune in on Thursday, My Sage Place Radio. Uh, me and um, <clears throat> I can't talk. Jan Keevan, you know, we work together on that on that radio project. We'll be talking and sharing our insights. Hope you can join us on that show. That's at 8 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, I have a sweat lodge coming up on Sunday at noon to six. For those of you who want to do sweat lodge, get a hold of me. Send me a message. And I also have a grief healing drumming at the Kobacker House at 2 p.m. on Sunday on the 22nd. For those of you who want to be connected with that and have some work to do. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank everybody for being there. I want to say peace, love, ho'oponopono. Just do the best you can. Just be the best version of who you think that is and what that is and what that looks like. You know, ask for spirit's help. Ask for spirit's guidance. And, you know... Don't be afraid to ask for help. Rewrite those movies with a lot of passion and compassion for others and yourself, especially yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Love love who you are in this big scheme of life. Take care, guys. Be well. And I will see you next week on my show, Iggy Garcia Live, The Naked Shaman.
Find out the colors of you. I see them too, and boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We way too fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.